Hello, and welcome to the podcast about Transformers comics, Transformers toys, and everything in between. I'm Onyx Prime with my two co-hosts here. Hi, I'm Computron. Hi, I'm Kilobyte. Uh, uh, hey, guys, is that Waspinator over there in the bar? Is he waving at us? Can Waspinator join you? Waspinator loves chatting. Don't look at him. Don't look at him. No, don't. Don't, don't wave back. Oh. Okay. Just ignore him. Moving anyway. on. With our comic discussions today's episode takes us to IDW Monstrosity. Both Computron and myself have read the series already, but this is Kilobyte's first time, and we're excited to hear his thoughts about the series. But before we dive into that, Computron, do you mind telling us some fun facts? Yeah. Uh, so Monstrosity was first released in March 1st, 2013. And the last issue was released July 31st of the same year. Uh, as always, uh, the author of the trilogy is Chris uh, Manson and Flint Dill. And the artist is going to be the same artist throughout the trilogy, which is Livio Romandelli. Kilbyte, do you mind giving us a short summary of these comics? Sure can. Transformers Monstrosity is the sequel to Autocracy and continues where the series left off with the Autobots dealing with the freedom in the very early days of the war. Uh, the Dinobots take center stage. On the run from the laws, they attempt to steal the funds to escape Cybertron, while Scorpionok usurps Megatron's seat of power following his defeat at the end of Autocracy. Uh, this information was taken from the wiki. Well, that sounds like fun. Shall we get to it? We shall. <laughs> sure. All right. I would like to point out, uh, we see very similar to the G1 series, uh, Megatron, what, what's, what's the phrase? Pushed? shoved outside of Astrotrain into space, but unlike the movie, he lands on the planet of Junk. Junkion, that is, right? And we get to see him, like, battle his way from this damaged state and try to survive this hostile planet. What do you guys think of that? I liked it. It kind of... I had to actually look up this quote. It was a quote from Moby Dick, and um, the quote is, uh, From Hell's Heart, I Stab at Thee. So to me, it's, you know, watching Megatron go through literal H-E double hockey sticks uh, and rise to what, you you know, all this, this just destruction, this just garbage of a planet, this, this sea of acid and literally conquering everything just to come back and be the ruler of the Decepticons. Now, to me, it was just like, yeah. Like that one Moby Dick quote. <laughs> uh, for me, Junkion, I was a little bit kind of like a, a letdown. Because uh, Megatron lands and suddenly he's surrounded by uh, the inhabitants of Junkion. And they just start attacking him. And uh, We know Megatron comes from a gladiatorial uh, combat arena back, background. But... Uh, he takes them all on and kills them and takes parts and puts them together. And I'm like, but how how did you put that together so fast? You know, I don't I don't I feel like he doesn't have like first aid training or anything like that to really be able to fix himself like that. So it was like kind of like weird. And then as he continues through John Kion and all the other enemies rise and try to take him down uh, for either scraps or for food like the shartacons uh he falls into the, the the sea of acid 
I think it was, or the Rust. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and so he gets dragged under the sea, and the uh, there's a special person in that planet that uh, I'll cover that a little bit later. Uh, but they he tells him like, if you fall in, you're pretty much dead. You're you're a goner because it's gonna cover you in rust. And uh, but then he surfaces back up, and he's like just fine, like nothing happened. I'm like, but I thought this was supposed to at least have a little bit of rust or lose something. And he just rises like nothing happened. And I'm like, this is a little bit too powerful. Like It's just like one of those images that they're trying to portray that he will adapt by like any means necessary. That makes any sense. Yeah. Now, I, and, and I feel like I have a little bit of knowledge of what might, what might happen later on based on some stuff we've talked about before and uh, our old D&D story. So I, I I might feel like they'll explain it later on, but at the beginning it was kind of like a little bit confusing, you know, a bit of, kind of too powerful. <laughs> Definitely explain it like way later on, but yeah, I can totally see how that can be lost right now. That is, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I kind of agree. Like the first time I read it through, I'm like, wait, how did he do this and all that? And to me, I guess when I'm reading it like my second time through, I'm like, oh wow, I can actually enjoy this because. This is just how much of a BA Megatron is, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes, he, he is I very mean, badass. Should we flip to what's going on on Cybertron? Yeah, can I talk about that? Yeah, yeah go, go for it, for it man. Um, Take the wheel. So, back on Cybertron, at least for the Decepticons, we get to see our first appearance of Scorponok. And to me, it's just absolutely hilarious because you know how... Starscream being Starscream, he's always wanted to be the next leader of the Decepticons. And, like, even right after they just toss Megatron to the Junkin, you know, uh, Scorpnock was already assuming command. And it's just like, wow, Starscream, you, you, you failed again, buddy. You still <laughs> let down. <laughs> Playing the long game. Yeah. Long con, yeah. I do, I do like the, the, the whole Scorponok trying to take over. Like, I've always liked his design. Uh, I feel like I've never really seen him uh, on the series that I've watched, or the TV shows or the movies. So this is kind of like a new thing for me, for Scorponok to be kind of like in command and trying to take Megatron down. So it was, it was a little bit kind of not confusing, but it was like, okay, I, I, I think I can follow this. I never liked his tactics. We'll yeah. probably get into that a little bit later, but yeah, yeah. Who is Scorpinox? Well, let's <laughs> go into it now. Uh, his tactic with his oh, what, how would I like to say this? When he runs into the Energon refinery and he's put in a place where he thought he could get it, but the Dinobots are already there, and now the Autobots are on their way, and. He's put in a situation where he makes a decision that if I can't have it, no one can. And it essentially just explodes, right? He clicks a button and makes the whole refinery explode. Yep, which leaves a humongous crater. Yes, he does. They, they do a news broadcast about it, and they say, like, lots of people died except for, you know, when literally the main cast the, that were right that there. Nation. <laughs> literally... The center yeah. of the detonation. And they live. Yeah, and they live, of course, because, you know, you can only yeah, live if you're part of the 18. character to survive. 
Oh, like, I love it, too, because, like, the next scene, it's, like, Optimus in the sparring room. I'm like, oh, okay, sure, you're just alive. Let's roll with that. Oh, yeah, that's because Optimus is like, Jesus, (laughs) you can't die. (laughs) Always comes back. Backing up again to uh, what I was saying about Scorponok tactics. You see, and it's kind of a repetitive thing throughout the, the entire comic. You see, he does very cowardly approaches. Like, so there was the exodus, right, of everybody trying to get off the planet. And the Seekers were already attacking the ships that were that had civilians on them. And a lot of his tactics required tar- uh, civilians being his targets. And so, you know, going back to the previous comic, you're, you're watching Megatron's cop, uh, you know, the way he handled things. It wasn't necessarily all civilian based. He was mostly just trying to attack the Autobots and Zeta Prime and, you know, trying to be honorable with his fights. And then you have somebody that's nowhere near the honor level that Megatron has. It's instead of taking the fight to the Autobots, he's trying to create chaos by targeting uh, citizens. And so I'm like, I hate, I, I hate him. Like, <laughs> They did a good job at making me hate him, but like I was like, this is this is a cowardly fight. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Cheap shots. Was he was? Do we ever know if Scorponok was part of the gladiatorial arena as well? It says he was, because when he was fighting uh, Grimlock. Um, oh, that that's right. Yes. Yeah, they do. They do. Okay, so I guess right. he was the the dirty cheater gladiator. <laughs> he didn't really like follow the rules. That that sounds like something Scorponok would do. Speaking of um, Dinobots, I know, great segue. Um, I love in this series established that there used to be six of them and that they used to be like part of the elite vanguard uh, and they're Dinobots with a a Y. Um, And I would really enjoy more screen time of Scar or more flashbacks of that time. The amount of time we get with Scar feels so limited and I want to, you know, see them all work together because, you know, I'm a dinosaur fan. I like them Dinobots. He was just a medic too, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah. That just goes to show you how obsolete he was. Dinobots don't need a medic. (laughs) Well, he he (laughs) saved them. So it's a good thing they had him. But I do, I do... Uh, follow your your thoughts, Onyx. I do want to see a comic where we get like earlier days of the Dinobots missions, so we could enjoy Scar and maybe hopefully see his alternate mode and see what he was uh, before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something that I want to talk about is the Turricons. Uh, I do enjoy the I do enjoy the weird kind of oh, looking yeah. bots. Uh, especially the the ones that have animal forms. A uh, hungar. Yeah, hungar and. Uh, There's a uh, a few of them that attacked uh, Megatron. Yes. Yeah. So and, and these were sent by Scorponok to make sure Megatron was dead. Uh, it wasn't necessarily that they were sent, right? They were saying that if they go to Junkin and kill Megatron, they'll come back and reclaim the uh, leader of. The Decepticons themselves. Oh, okay. Maybe right. I might have understood that wrong then. Yeah, and uh, we all know how that went. <laughs> <laughs> One singular page. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm happy they showed up and that they were a part of the story. Yeah. Right. Since we're back on Jenkin and uh, kind of a shift, 
This was the only time we ever actually get to see the uh, quintessence. And even then, we only see one head of the quintessence, right? Yeah, the quintessence himself. Is it like Pentius, his name? Yeah. And so, like, to me, I'm like, you know, throughout, like, all the cartoons that we watch and everything, the, the quintessons were kind of masterminds, right? And in, in the comics, we're introduced to them in a little more of, yeah, they're just, like, useless. And, uh, but the one last quintesson of the whole brick, I guess, of the quintessons. Uh, his name is Pentius, and he kind of helps Megatron get off of Junkin, and that's it. That's the end of quintessons. Like, oh. Oh, that's not necessarily Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. We'll leave that off later, but the 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 rest of them like that's it like there's there's you know if you guys remember like gosh uh the g1 movie like weren't the quintessence the one that we're putting like uh ultra magnus uh is it bumblebee and i think hot rod was on that one planet i think it was junkin where they're uh getting ready to get eaten by the shark decons it was a uh, hot rod cup and yeah some okay. of the dinobots yeah. i was completely off <laughs> Got <laughs> you got one of them <laughs> um and you know even then they were like the kings of that place and they were the masterminds and you know when we get introduced to them we're like here's a the last quintessence in a cave very much not in control pinned by rubble yeah <laughs> he couldn't even move yeah and uh he's also by the way megatron's pet now for the rest of <laughs> for the next of the few few issues yeah yeah i don't know, like that to me like that was that was interesting i was like okay this is the first time and last time we see the contestants <laughs> short-lived so i at least i want to cover briefly about the energon that they find that was underneath the refinery that is uh like i think ratchet Jetfire and Perceptor go down into this cavern that's been created from the explosion, and they find like that this energon is in like the Ross form it can, and if anyone touches it, they go pretty much psycho. And they like Ratchet falls in and tries to kill Perceptor for a short minute before snapping out of it. What's your thoughts that is, on that? It's a scary thought. <laughs> um, I think it's a cool idea. Uh, kind of brings Cybertron to maybe. Uh, some millennia or ages that have passed and maybe makes you wonder what kind of creatures lived here before and they could uh, consume that that raw energon. Uh, it's just, it must right. have been a lot of carnage and fighting if they fall prey just like the current bots do. To me, um, now that I'm reading this comic, I'm seeing the connections from this to the Optimus Prime saga when we see Onyx Prime. That makes any sense because he was the so. person in charge of the beasts, I guess. I'm trying not to give a lot away. Uh, in charge of the beasts, right? And so, like, it kind of shows the connection between that and the Dinobots getting their forms. And to me, that's what I'm seeing. I may be wrong, but, like... You can see, like, even though the beasts themselves weren't necessarily dinos, you can see that they, they're, they're trying to at least draw some connection that there were beasts back then, I guess, if that makes any sense. Uh, on prehistoric Cybertron? Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Like, I, I'm seeing the connection, I'm like, oh, okay, well, 
Well, that means when Onyx Prime came around, it was probably after these guys kind of dipped. But I'm like, oh, okay. I'm I'm kind of glad I'm seeing some prehistoric Cybertron kind of backfill into how that we're seeing this. I guess Raw Energon kind of. It don't make sense when you go read Optimus Prime because I'm gonna leave a note for that. Well, talking right. about uh, prehistoric Cybertron, we also find something else. Way bigger in that crater. What's that? Uh, which is, which is uh, Trypticon. It's located in the underneath Cybertron, leaping underneath this Energon refinery. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the first time where we see him. Seeing that massive monster come out and just start causing havoc is just like wow. <laughs> Everything was kind of, was a little bit peaceful, and then suddenly it's like okay, now we gotta defend against this huge monster that's just rampaging yeah it feels very much like a godzilla i wanted to see him fight with metroplex but i kind of like the way the how he went down uh instead at the end from the inside yeah yeah let's let's jump around a little bit uh before we get to that part though um i'd like to point out throughout this period we, we watched the dinobots struggle with their adaptive forms I'll say, and leave it a little bit boiler-free. But, so they're trying to not transform into their alt modes because they become very aggressive and kill pretty much everything. And we see Optimus trying to stop Grimlock to from transforming to an alt mode and fail. And saying the words, remember who you are, and it doesn't work. He turn, transforms into T-Rex and pretty much kills how many? Three? Four bots around him? Like, literally tears him in half. Um, and then later we see Megatron and Grimlock who were fighting but then got swallowed by Trypticon and they had to team up to survive. Get in a similar scenario where Grimlock was trying to fight back, turning into his alt mode. Megatron screams out like, remember who you are and it works. Which to me screams out like they know each other better than Octomus and Grimlock, right? Which is apparent when you read the series and you know that Grimlock was also in the gladiator fights with Megatron. And I thought that was such an interesting point of I detail. I didn't read it like that. I didn't notice that until you just brought it up. Yeah, I think one of the things that Megatron was saying that the only reason why you couldn't best me was because your compassion. I believe that was correct. I don't know if he said what the reason was. He just said he was holding back his, like, power or something. I can't remember. That might have been Scorponaut that said that. Okay, I'm getting confused which one said Because they're both in the Yeah, game. I know. There's a lot of fighting. But it's that kind of, like, I think symmetry is the right word that I enjoy. Like, seeing something happen play out twice, but something varies a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a little bit how, like, uh, Trypticon came down, right? Because they worked yep. together. I kind of, for me, I was wanting to take a step back and kind of look at the comics as a whole, especially this trilogy, if that's okay with you guys. One of the things yep. I wanted that I really liked about this compared to anything we've probably ever seen, like any Transformers movie, TV show, was the only thing that they say is, oh, there was just a war on Cybertron and they were just fighting la-di-da, la-di-da. And like... What I like about this trilogy is like they're showing you very specific cataclysmic fights that are like, kind of important, but it kind of shows you just how bad that they were fighting on Cybertron. Not like, oh, there was a war on Cybertron and Earth. Like, okay, sure. 
uh, let's just roll with that. But I really like the the progression that we're seeing of Cybertron. You know, Cybertron's getting destroyed. Uh, first comic, right? Hot Rod blew up an entire city. Uh, this one, a whole entire Energon refinery, almost what pre- is presumed the last of the Energon on the planet, destroyed, decimated, leaves a giant crater. And you, you're just seeing like this in, this entire just planet being completely torn apart. And it's getting very specific on like all the fights. It's showing you more detail of how bad the Warrior Cybertron was. Because like, you know, uh, like I was saying, it's like, I'm just glad that they're uh, saying that or in showing this versus like you know all the movies and other stuff where it's just like yeah there was a war on cybertron right it's that show don't exactly tell kind of scenario, exactly which, which they're pretty good at here in the comics which that's what comics are they're <laughs> show and not a lot of tell i mean some of the series there's going to be like blocks of text but this is not one of them. this is one of the good ones right yeah kind of shows you why the, the the reason why they leave cybertron and end up fighting on earth is because they don't have a Cybertron to return with all the fighting and all the destruction they've caused. So, well, not necessarily uh, like in, in oh, you mean like in, general. In, in general, just kind of the, the, all this fighting and everything must have left Cybertron decimated and destroyed in many ways. So, every time they go on Earth or every time they land on Earth, uh, depending on the media that you watch, is because they've either re finish destroying everything or all the resources are gone and they just can't live there anymore and they just have to uh, make their way to a different planet or protect a different planet because the Decepticons are leaving trying to find a way to uh, come back even stronger and finish what they started yep so it's just kind of crazy right very much their motto of like the strongest will survive yeah exactly yeah no that makes sense I do want to touch upon uh, that they brought in Bulkhead, which is, oh, uh, yes. if I'm not mistaken, he's a, a character that was made for the Transformers animated TV show for the first time. And then after that, yeah. he's been more prominent in the stories and in the comics. Uh, and I think that's pretty cool uh, that they've created a, a new character and, and then he's becoming more and more important to the story. And if I'm not mistaken, in this comic, he's the leader of the scientists or the engineers uh, on Cybertron or the Engineers Guild. Uh, so I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I can't remember exactly, but he was in a scene with Diet Atlas, right? Yeah, they, 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 Optimus has a meeting with all the the big branches of like engineering, scientists, scientists, and or medicine and uh the transportation i think it was dia- it was like all the this. guilds like there's the engineering guild and all that yeah all the guilds in right. cybertron and so he's part of one which i think it's the engineering one so i think that's pretty cool oh i forgot to sense. mention we saw a brief glimpse uh, a brief glimpse of retgar when uh did we yeah when uh, megatron was getting tossed did you guys not see it it was literally one panel of just retgar and that was it when he's landing on in junk, I thought that was just a generic yeah. junkion. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's just definitely something. What he says is definitely something. Red cars. <laughs> I totally believe you. <laughs> Let me. Uh, I don't remember the page number. Well, maybe we'll splash it up on the uh, the YouTube version of this audio. What do you think? Yeah. Put some little screenshots yeah. Yeah. and stuff here yeah. and there. 
Yeah, so everybody could see what we're talking about. And if there's nothing, we'll just have a giant question mark spinning around in a circle. Good luck animating that, whoever's job that is. <laughs> uh, any other last minute things? I'm trying to think. There's, there's so much so much chaos and so many. Right, there's a lot. And those listening in, I definitely recommend reading it. It's full of details we did not even touch on, which is on purpose. Yes. <laughs> and we try to keep it vague and not spoil too much. Okay. okay. Should we. Okay. I found it. You got I it? I found the record quote. I found the record quote. And it's the guy with the mustache, like Mr. Miyagi, uh, and he goes, Bounty from the heavens, feast for kings, fell from the sky on flightless wings. Yeah. Don't tell me that's not something Rexar doesn't say. Yeah. You get the you get the gold star, a rod star, if you will. <laughs> I've heard of that. I haven't read those comics, so uh, you listeners out there will figure that out with me. Perfect. All right. Ending thoughts. We have up next on, not next week, but because we do this every other week, our next read is going to be Primacy. So for those readers out there following with us, you know what to read. What do you think Megatron's up to? What is he going to do? We'll have to stay tuned and continue this story. Because this this is the end of this awesome trilogy. Right. And then we'll see where... Or the comics yeah, take us next. More will be provided next time. In the meantime, if you're looking for more Transformer stuff, we do have a D&D podcast. Uh, it's called Transform and Roll Out! Exclamation point. Rise of the World Killers. So that's pretty interesting. We have a couple emails here. Who wants to read this first one here? It says, pretty damn funny. I liked it. Smiley face, thumbs up. Thank you, buddy. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yes, please. Uh, anything that we missed, anything that uh, you want us to cover, and just let us a know. Shout out, whatever you want. If you want to, you know, whatever. We got another review here for the spinoff series for the D&D podcast. It's very short, uh, but I can guess what their favorite character is so far based on their, <laughs> uh, their comment. Yeah, LMAO, <laughs> Bob, XD. Thank you. We appreciate it. It's just the man in the way. Bob is a great character. Wonderful seam again. <laughs> See, if you uh, any listeners out there that want to know what happened to Bob or where Bob is, uh, please go listen to the D&D podcast. You'll find out. All right. Enough podcast stuff. What are we working on next, guys? The, the in-between, the Transformers in-between. Recently, there's been a deck building game. Kilobyte, uh, you want to talk more about that? Yes. Uh yeah, uh, so Renegade Studios is coming out with a Transformers deck building game, and they've already posted the rules uh, on how to play. So we're uh, going to be doing a video on that, covering those rules, and hopefully when it comes out, we can get together and we'll have a video of us playing it, and you can uh, learn how to play and watch us play on YouTube. Yeah, that should be fun. Uh, the art is very uh, similar uh, to the Transformers TCG because... They've been using some scenes from the comics. So if you've been reading the comics with us, you'll see some scenes and you're like, oh, I know where that's from, which is always cool. Yeah, I like that when they did that with that TCG game, uh, the card game. That was a good time. If only they could remake it. Yeah. Speaking of, I know we didn't get to this last episode, uh, cosplays. Um, Who's excited about that? I'm excited. I I can't wait to things go back to normal so we can start going to cons (laughs) and hopefully start building our cosplays. We had ideas of Transformers that we wanted to cosplay as. Let's keep that a surprise 
that way when we actually run into people in a con yeah they'll be like oh uh is this one of the uh the trio or not <laughs> yeah yeah no I'll, oh, okay. And you want to keep guessing? <laughs> yeah, you can send us emails if you think you know yeah, what, what characters idea. we're going to pick. And you know what? If you get it right, if you get the person lined up with the character correct, we'll tell you if you're right on yes, air. Yes, we will. We're not going to say who it is or who we are. We're just going to say you and you're right. We're not. <laughs> yes, <laughs> correct. Therefore, you know you're right, but no one else will know yeah. who, who's who. Awesome. Yeah, and then on top of the cosplay um i wanted to kind of just throw out there um we have just finished uh pretty much creating our website it is swervesbarpodcast.com all one word on there you'll find a lot of the latest details of which podcast is out what's the latest one you'll have links to spotify youtube uh iHeartRadio, and google uh podcast and on top of that you will find an archives, two different archives, one for the D&D as well as one for the comic archive that we're doing right yeah. now. Do we want to cover the, the Twitch channel for Computron? Absolutely. Computron, what's your Twitch channel? Uh, if you guys want to come hang out with me, because I'm a really cool guy. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm like the worst <laughs> of the group here. Uh, if you guys want to come hang out with me, uh, my Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash Computron. All the O's are replaced with zeros. Right on. What game are you playing now? Or right which now, games have you finished? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. A game that I finished, I have just finished the latest Resident Evil. Um, I'm playing, I'm going to be splitting up my stream, actually. Uh, some days I'm going to be playing CrossCode. And I just realized, as of recently, Day is Gone is, has just released on Steam. And so I wanted to take a, a stab at that, considering that the settings necessarily in my home state. The, and the de developers are from uh, Bangalore. You mean uh, Icon Cybertron, right? Yes. Yes, sir. Ben Plex. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you all for being here. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Until next time, till all are one. Till all are one. Till all are one. Wash Benator would like a drink, please. Are you ignoring Wash Benator?